Hey everybody, Percy here, and I am so excited for today's episode. This is our 100th episode of the Social English Podcast. Thank you for providing me the motivation to bring this podcast to you. Let's talk about some special things in today's episode. 今日のエピソードでは英語圏である西欧諸国における特定の社会的状況についての重要なソーシャルイングリッシュのヒントをお教えしますアメリカカナダイギリスその他の英語圏の国で実際に使えるように英会話のスキルアップに焦点を当てた社会的状況に関する大事なヒントを聞きながら学んでいきます Hi everybody welcome back if you are A continuing returning listener. If you are a new listener, I want to say thank you for listening to my podcast. This is the special 100th episode of the social. English podcast. Wow. What a great 99 plus episodes that we have had so far. I hope you get a chance to listen to many more of our social English podcast episodes. I want to tell you some new things. In the upcoming episodes of the Social English Podcast, I will have some standard regular co hosts coming. One from America and one from Japan. I will have these two new co hosts come on and we will give some new dynamic to the podcast. Also, something new that you can expect are a new, well, it's, it's a new segment, a new segment when. The topic will be social English words. Do you know what this word means? In this series of topics, I will give you a social English word, a word in English that is used in conversational English normally. So, you will not learn this in your written English classes. You will not learn these words or phrases in your textbook, in college, in high school,、um, or, or something like that. You will only learn these words through conversational practice if you speak with、uh, someone who tells you them,、um, or if you listen to my podcast. <laughs> so, It's going to be very interesting 
very interesting. I will give you a normal social English word um, used in conversation in America, my country, and I will give you the what it means, the definition, what the word means, and maybe a word that is or a phrase that is similar. That is the new segment on the Social English Podcast. We will still have Google Translate mistakes. Uh, we will still have uh, English, uh, Japanese or English English repair shop. So we'll so we'll still fix uh, English from people who Japanese people who asked me to fix their English or. Uh, have written in an uh, email or asked me through message, through text message uh, and a direct message about fixing their English. Next, I want to announce that the Social English Podcast will be launching a YouTube channel. And in the YouTube channel, you will also be able to see some more visual, some pictures um, and examples of what we talk about in the podcast. The YouTube channel will be only once a week and uh, it's still available. Uh, but if once a week is not enough, you can always listen to the podcast too. So you can see um, us on the YouTube channel and listen to us on the podcast. Okay. And last, as a gift to you, I want to give you some of the shorter versions of some of the key episodes from the last 100 episodes. So this is it. Here are those key pieces of some of the episodes that were in the past if you didn't listen if you find them interesting please go back and listen to these episodes the episodes to listen to are episode three of the social english podcast episode seven episode 14 episode 28 episode 43 and episode 81 those are very important uh, episodes to listen to so here they are let's show you today some words that you may see when you read them or someone may tell you about them and you hear these words 
in conversation. Maybe you decide to watch a British drama series because you are interested in the UK. Maybe you turned on an American movie from the United States because you enjoy Hollywood movies. Well, listen for some of these words because they are different the next time you watch your favorite programming. Okay, so let's start with these words. Okay, here are the five words that you will hear across different English speakers. Okay, these different speakers will use these different words as I said before. Now, to make it simpler for you, I want you to think about the main difference. You can separate North American or American English and UK Australian and New Zealand English into main differences. That way, when you listen to the words that I will talk about, you can see that United States of America and Canada will use one form and UK countries such as Ireland, England, Scotland, and such, as well as Australia and New Zealand will use the other word. Keep in mind, the words are different, but the meaning of the word is exactly the same. Okay? Okay, so let's go ahead and listen. The first word is a word that you use in Japan. Elevator. Elevator. This is the American pronunciation and the American word to describe an elevator. UK and other English. Lift. Lift. That's right. Elevator, a word that you already know from learning it in Japanese, and lift are totally different words that mean the same thing. A mechanical device that will bring you to different floors in a building. Okay, 
Let's move on to number two. Q. Q. Line. Line. Here is an example of these two words. Q, which is UK and others English, and line, which is North American English. Okay, here is an example of how you would use this. Hello, are you waiting in line for the Apple store to open? American English. Hello, are you waiting in line for the Apple store to open? UK English. Are you waiting in the queue for the Apple store to open? Are you waiting in the queue for the Apple store to open? Okay, so that means, are you waiting in line or a group of people arranged by each other in front of an entrance. This is called a line in American English and a queue in UK English. Okay. Let's go to the next example. Cookie. Cookie. You will hear clear pronunciation of English. It is very difficult to learn a foreign language from a speaker with a heavy natural accent from their original language from their home country. This is the case in many schools in Japan where the English teacher has a very strong foreign accent. This unnatural pronunciation of English makes the Japanese learner have difficulty in speaking English that can be understood clearly. Most Eikaiwa schools look for teachers that come from real native English speaking countries such as America, Canada, the UK, Australia, and so on. These are the countries that speak clearly understood natural English, which is why these are the teachers 
that you want teaching you English. And their instruction to you as a learner is much more valuable than from a person who is learning English as a second language and teaching it to you. That way, you don't have multiple accents competing for the spoken language of English that you are trying to use to communicate to another person. Moving right along, the third reason to consider an Akaiwa school is because of something I touched on earlier. This is the private instruction. You are able to take a one-on-one -on -one private lesson with your tutor. Your tutor will be able to hear and listen to your pronunciation clearly. They will be able to notice your speaking habits and provide a personal lesson for you. Write that phrase in the Google Keep and then you can look it up later. Do you have coffee or chat with other people that speak English? If they say something that you don't understand, you can write it as a note in Google Keep and you can look it up later. This is why I recommend Google Keep and I think it is a very valuable tool for you to use on your journey to learning proper spoken English. Okay. Okay, let's move on to the next recommended app. This app is called Grammarly. Grammarly is an app that you can use to help you write really clear English languages, language. So you can write your sentences clearly and your sentences will have the correct structure because Grammarly will show you errors or where they suggest you change the phrasing or words that you are using in certain sentences. This can be helpful for the Japanese learner of English as you are trying to put together and write new sentences. It can also show you words that you have spelled improperly and recommend changes to those words. I personally use Grammarly all the time when I write and I am a native English speaker from America. 
So that should tell you that this is a very valuable app. This app you can install on your PC as well as you can install this app on your smartphone. So when you are trying to type a message on your phone, you can have Grammarly help you correct and make the English on your written messages come out the correct way. This is why I highly recommend you use Grammarly as an app on your PC or on your smartphone. You can find a special link from us for Grammarly at realsocialenglish.com forward slash Grammarly. There you will find a link that helps us provide more awesome content in our podcast and you also get a special bonus for signing up with us. That's at realsocialenglish.com forward slash Grammarly. The last app I want to mention today in today's episode is the app Babbel. That's B-A-B-B-E-L, Babbel. This is an awesome learning tool to help you in your journey to learning better conversational English. Babbel will let you choose between what languages that you want to learn. And since you're here at Social English, guess what? You can learn American English or you can choose to learn British English. Okay, those are the two main types of English that you will hear throughout the world. So for Babbel, what is it? It is an app that provides amazing and awesome ways to learn English. Babbel is give you an example. Please listen, see if you can hear what is wrong. I ate ramen yesterday. It was happy. Once again, I ate ramen yesterday. It was happy. If you did not hear the mistake, that's okay. I will explain to you where the mistake is. The mistake is in the emotion happy in the sentence. When we talk about emotions, we say that something is good, uh, something, or I feel, I feel. When we talk about emotions, we say things like, I feel good, I'm sad, um, I'm happy, 
I'm upset. I'm fine. These type of words to describe your emotions and how you feel. When we talk to other people, we can say in our response, how are you today? I'm good. Or how are you today? I'm upset. Or how are you today? I'm fine. Also, we can say, how are you today? I'm happy. Now, when it comes to talking about food and emotions, we cannot mix the two up with the exception of the word that I want you to difference, a huge difference between written and spoken English when it comes to scripted English. So not just written English, but scripted English. Okay. We're going to talk about that in today's podcast. But first, I want you to kick back and listen to the sounds. Picture me and you are in your favorite cafe and you've invited me there. I am Percy, your friend of a, from America, and we're just going to talk about English. Uh, you could hear the coffee pour as I have my mocha latte and you possibly a cappuccino. But this afternoon that you invited me to the cafe, the people are all around us. It is a fun, relaxed atmosphere, and we're going to learn a little English today and a little social English. Okay, so scripted English. Here is the problem with scripted English. It does matter. <laughs> okay, it matters if you use scripted English or spoken conversational English. Okay, uh, let's talk about why. There are differences in the words that you use to write a story, an article, or even a YouTube script. These words are not considered to be the same as if you were to speak to someone in person. Words matter. The words you use are very important and they do matter when you speak to someone. The choice of words that you use, especially if you are an intermediate to advanced uh, English student, will 
affect your conversational partner in different ways. So your best bet, what you really want to do is avoid the use of scripted English. You want to have a natural, flowing, fun conversation with someone. You want to talk to them, ask them questions, and you want them to feel comfortable and want to talk to you and enjoy each other's conversation. That's your goal. You cannot do that with scripted English. Scripted English makes you sound fake or like a robot. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever tried to speak English to a native English speaker? Someone from America, Australia, Canada, uh, the UK, New Zealand. Have you ever had a conversation and you saw them laugh or smile or giggle at something you said? Now, a lot of the time, it wasn't because you said something wrong as far as your English was wrong, but many times in my experience, Japanese learners of English or Japanese students sometimes use scripted English, which sounds very strange to an English speaker. Okay, so it's nothing personal. It's not you. It's just the your the way that you used the language that made it sound a little strange. Okay. So please think about that. Okay. Here at Social English, our goal is to help you, the listener and Japanese learner of English, get better at real spoken English. I'll take it even further. I want you to learn social English social English tools, tricks, techniques, and drills to help you become more confident. I want to give you an easy transition or an easy travel week or travel semester or study semester in America if you're studying abroad. I want you to know what six apps will help you out the most as a Japanese person, Nihonjin, that is in America on vacation, a trip, or studying abroad. Let's start with number one, okay? But first, I made a, another episode with similar content. It's the 
five apps every Akaiwa student needs. This is episode number 14. If you didn't listen to episode number 14, please go back and listen to the Social English Podcast episode number 14. This episode is a little bit different because we're talking about the apps that you need if you are going to be in the country in America, okay? So this is talking about not only the uh, the apps uh, and English, learning English, but it's talking about American uh, culture and how to uh, experience American culture and how to understand what is happening around you. Unlike in Japan, or maybe you're a listener from a different country, the digital economy is very much a way of life in American society. So, pretty much so, that you in America to have these apps to do daily things every single day. So here are the six apps every Japanese person must have on their phone if you are traveling to the United States. App number one is Google Translate. Yes, I know. A lot of the show, I talk about how you should not rely on a Google Translate for all of your English learning because Google Translate does make many mistakes when translating Japanese to English. But I still think you need to have Google Translate on your phone because it will help you get a close translation of Japanese into English. Just in case you need to ask for something and you don't know the word. So instead of using whole phrases in Japanese and have them translated into English, using the Google Translate app, I think it's better if you just try to speak English as much as possible. And if there is a Japanese concept or word, a Japanese word that's difficult, then use Google Translate to show an English-speaking person the word that you were trying to say. That's Google Translate. Number two, Instagram or IG. So I'm going to say I will use IG because in America, that's how people refer to Instagram as IG or the gram. It depends. If you are going to America as a study abroad student, 
please listen. Listen to your classmates or when you are in social situations like lunch, listen for people to use the word or the term, the slang, the phrase IG or the gram. This Instagram is how most people keep in touch. If you meet a person casually, this is the way you would message them. And before that, get their contact information, period. In Japan, I know they use the Meishi card, Meishi cards, when people want to uh, exchange information. But since Instagram is able to have you contact someone and see their lifestyle as well as comment on photos, most people in America use Instagram when they meet new people. When I say new people, that means all social relationships. So if you meet, um, oh, so if you have a, uh, a friend that you meet from sports, uh, let's say you, you're, you're outdoors and you are uh, playing tennis and you happen to play tennis uh, with an English, uh, an American, then if you want to say, hey, let's play tennis next week, the American person may say, okay, let's exchange IG. This means that they want your Instagram information so that they can contact you on Instagram and you can contact them. In America, the line app isn't very popular and you shouldn't uh, rely on line. Just download and install Instagram and make your profile. It is a much easier way to go around uh, America and you will understand a lot more about American culture. If you are a college student and you are studying abroad, it is definitely a must-have, a must-have, must-have app, even maybe more than Google Translate because in most classes, that's how your classmates will want to contact you for study groups, to go out for lunch, and other things. Now remember, Instagram is very safe and it's very normal for someone to ask for your Instagram. So it's not a private thing. Don't get offended. Don't get shocked or scared. Don't get scared if someone asks for your Instagram. This is 
very normal. Okay, so that is uh, the second app that you must have. It's Instagram. Now this leads into the third app you must have, which is Snapchat. Snapchat is uh, <laughs> it's like Instagram, but more uh, the more of the younger people, college crowd, um, may ask about snap uh snap so basically snapchat or the slang word for it is snap snap so snapchat is very some similar to uh instagram except everything that is posted disappears in 24 hours so snapchat is a little bit more private so with Snapchat, uh, you can give that information out uh, to more private people if you do private things on Snapchat. But still in a college, in a university, and you have classmates or you meet a new friends, you will hear Snapchat uh, or Snap. Or IG. Do you have IG? Do you have Snap? This basically means, hey, let's exchange information because I like you. I think you're cool and I want to talk to you again. That's what that means. So Snapchat is the third app that every Japanese learner of English um, that goes to travel to America should have, especially if you are studying abroad. Number four, Venmo. Venmo, V-E-N-M-O. This app is a shopping style app or a money, a uh, money trans transfer app so instead of cash many friends in america will go get lunch together and you one person would pay for everyone using a card this makes it much easier to have group social groups and use social english in america that's why americans do this to have social groups to build friendships and they often do this by by just saying hey let's all go out to eat have pizza um, go out to the, the Chinese restaurant go eat bagels uh, go get sushi and I'll pay for it and you can Venmo me later so you can Venmo me later <laughs> is what this is all about the Venmo app. So, Venmo is a way that you can send money to these friends that paid for your food. So, for example, here's an example. You go out to eat pizza with six classmates. 
One classmate pays for all of the pizza with cash or a credit card. They tell you, hey, just Venmo me later. Don't worry about it. This means that you can send that money, the partial payment to them. For example, if you had to pay $5 for pizza and a soda, a, a Coca-Cola, then you would just later use the Venmo app to send $5 to your friend. And this is so normal in America. So this is a must have, especially if you're studying abroad. So please uh, be aware of the Venmo app and what it is. Okay, so that is the Venmo app, which is app number four. Okay, app number five. この章を気に入っていただけたら、五つ星のレビューをぜひお願いします。コメントは英語か日本語でお書きいただければ、喜んで読ませていただきます。リアルソーシャルイングリッシュドットコムにアクセスして、ぜひ無料でダウンロードしてください。ほとんどの日本人の英語を勉強している人がやってしまいがちな七つの間違いとその正しい言い方。また、毎日英語を上達させるのに役立つ資料もたくさんあります。アップルポッドキャスト、グーグルポッドキャスト、スティッチャー、そして今はパンドラでもポッドキャストを購読いただきます。支援者になっていただけませんか私たちがこの賞を作るための支援として、踊るの寄付をお願いできませんか今後のエピソードで感謝の気持ちをお伝えします。また、そこでしか利用できない新しいコンテンツも入手できます。パトレオン .com スラッシュソーシャルイングリッシュからご参加ください。ソーシャルメディアで私たちのポッドキャストを友達にシェアしたり、ツイッター、フェイスブック、インスタグラムのフォローをお願いします。Okay, everyone, once again, thank you for making us successful and having our 100th episode.Please rate five stars, share with five of your friends, and subscribe and follow us.We really appreciate it. Thank you once again, and I can't wait to give you 100 more episodes. And I am so excited about the YouTube channel. It's going to be very fun. Please join us there. It'll be real social English for Japanese learners, the YouTube channel. Okay, see you then. Have a great day. Peace and love. RealSocialEnglish.com を訪問して日本語訳と役立つ情報を手に入れてくださいまた次回お会いしましょうバイバイ See you next time バイバイ